How you guys doing? It is Monday, May 2nd, 2022 AD, and it's 9.01 AM U.S. Pacific Daylight Time here in Los Angeles, and I have a nice Monday show for you. Everybody loves Mondays, right? And I am particularly excited about this Monday because actually before I play the Hake Report theme song, I actually want to play um, the first song from Frog Eyes. Because I'm pumped about playing Frog Eyes. I saw a live chat before I started from Nugget Man. Hake will play his devilish music and pass on my amazing $100 challenge. Beta! And he predicted correctly. Uh, is this devilish music? Let's find out. This, guys, real quick, is Frog Eyes, because I have so much Frog Eyes that I have to play one at the beginning. So just one minute long, guys, okay? So cover your ears. This is called Ship Destroyer from Ego Scriptor, if I'm pronouncing it correctly, by Frog Eyes, 2004 album on Absolutely Kosher Records. Enjoy Ship Destroyer by Frog Eyes. I'm excited about it. <laughs> Almost makes me feel like I could be a rock star, too. Well, thank you guys for bearing with me through that. We are going to have a uh, fun show. I'm going to talk about it's Asian American Pacific Islander Heritage Month. <laughs> Terrible things going on. I'm going to tell you about a little throwback on the Ferguson report because they just came out with a Minneapolis Police Department report. And, man, this feels kind of weird. And I forgot to tell you about menthols yesterday. I mean, a Friday, because menthols, they, they're trying to ban menthols. And I have another throwback to, or a little, um, a little enlightenment and darkenment on what is going on in the schools. The evil people want to get their tentacles and, kid, and uh, claws on the kids so bad. But anyway, guys, let's get right on with the... Show! One, two, three, four. Oh, it's the Hake Report. The Hake Report. La, la, la. Oh, it's the Hake Report. The Hake Report. La, la, la.
So, how are you guys doing? I am fine. It's a fun Monday, isn't it? Aren't Mondays always fun? They are great. Hope you had a nice weekend. By the way, I am wearing my Bond t-shirt. It is not mine, but I, but I got one. 11th Annual Men's Conference, August 14th, 2021 AD. AD. Orlando, Florida. The back of it. This is not available on the, tea, on, on the Bond Teespring store, by the way. Uh, I got this from Hassan. So be nice to Hassan, guys. Hassan, the JLP guest host. Let me show you the back. Isn't that nice? It has, like, the Bond, like, father, mother, children in stick figures. And it has, like, the old, like an old-school Bond-esque logo in blue and white on a faded black t-shirt. Very nice. And it's comfortable. Comfortable. Hake stole a band shirt. No, I did not. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, I like the original version of the Hake Report song. Yeah, I do too. That's by AJ Gallardo. Gallardo. Um, which I play on Fridays, guys. Fridays, you can hear the original The Hake Report theme song. Why does it feel hot in here? Anyway, let's get right into this. You guys can call in 888-775-3773. But it is the 2nd of May. And you know, May is uh, the Big M month. I told you about that on Friday. Don't ask if you don't know. And if you do know, I'm sorry... I guess, well, I guess I'm not sorry, but forgive me for reminding you. Terrible. Horrific. I think I mentioned that on Friday. But May is also, according to Commie Nonsense Network, telling me this on Sunday, Asian American and Pacific Islander Month. Oh, Heritage Month. A time to pay tribute to the generations of Asian and Pacific Islanders. Asians and Pacific Islanders who have enriched our history, enriched with what? And so they t- CNN tells you to take a moment to learn about AAPI leaders, Asian so-called American, and Pacific Islander leaders who have transformed our country. And I say that for the worse, transformed our country. Like it needed transforming. It didn't. Thanks, 1965 Immigration Act. Granted, we had some Asians building the railroads. That was bad enough. Doesn't that mean, don't they mean Orientals? Maybe. I remember speaking of the word transformed the country. Barack Obama, I think when he was inaugurated or when he, something like that. Something around there. When he got the nomination from the Democrats, he talked about wanting to fundamentally transform America. Do you guys, any of you guys remember that? The boomers or Gen X people? Millennials who were paying attention back then? Away from Western culture, by the way, as JLP called it with the biblical question on Sunday. Church on Sunday was excellent as always. Make sure you check it out. Rebuildingtheman.com slash church. It's available on uh, Rumble, BitChute, Odyssey, as well as YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. FYI, guys. That's the video. And then, of course, Church with J.C. Lee Peterson audio podcast. But look at these leaders that they're promoting. 
I have this under the a- Asian AAPI month. AAPI. How embarrassing. The first guy that they honor is this guy named Larry Itliong. And he's, there shows a picture of him holding a cigar all smiley. And Asians know that when you're a smiley person, you are not to be trusted. It's not a sign of a trustworthy person. That's what the Asians know. At least some cultures of the Asians. It's a sign of, like, insecurity. or What are you hiding? What are you trying to do? These AAPI leaders transformed the U.S. for generations to come, says Holly, Holly Yan of Commie Nonsense Network, CNN. This guy, he bolstered this Larry Itliong. He is pictured alongside that guy, Cesar Chavez. This Hispanic guy who is all into the unions. Was he a communist, Cesar Chavez? Somebody called my show last week and said they renamed... Yeah, yeah, I think it was uh, the guy from Pasadena. He called my show and said they renamed a, a, a street that was named after a guy named Macy, who was the first real American to come into, like, California. And they changed his name to Cesar Chavez over here in L.A. Over, I want to say, that way. <laughs> Pointing at the camera, but... That way, generally. Cesar Chavez Avenue. An ingrate. Although he did call the illegals, he called them wetbacks. Because he didn't like them coming in and taking the jobs and lowering the pay. Lowering the uh, minimum wage, or lowering the wages. Itliong became the great Filipino-American historical omission, reads a blog post from American... Asian American Legal Defense Education Fund. Give me a break. He lost three fingers working at an Alaska cannery, so then he spent decades fighting for better pay and treatment for agricultural workers. Usually when you lose fingers at a uh, location, it's because you were thinking about something else. You weren't paying attention. And I I would not want to lose fingers, right? I would not want to lose fingers. I have all ten, I think. I don't have six fingers on my right hand, but, so it's kind of his fault. I mean, some jobs are more dangerous than others, but this guy, if you look at his picture, I mean, he is, he's like this smiling guy with a cigar, fat cat looking guy, National Farm Workers Association. Cesar Chavez is remembered for, as a farmer-worker icon. His name is emblazoned on schools, parks, and roads. Itliong has been generally forgotten, treated by society as it seems Filipinos have always been treated, says this Sour Grapes blog post on Amer- Asian American Legal Defense Education Fund. But the labor movement knows, writers know, that without Itliong, there would be no Chavez. <laughs> uh, I could do without either one, maybe. I could do without either one. I'm glad to have a job where I don't have to pay that much attention. If I, if I lose focus, I don't lose a finger. That's nice. Tim Scott, the real one, not to be confused with the rhino, says, Hake has never picked, a vegeta- picked vegetables in his life, but neither have I. <laughs> Vex Peril has all 17 fingers. Yikes. Sounds satanic. Itliong said Filipinos in the fields would particularly got low wages, less than 75 cents for an eight-hour day. 
That's $5.47 a day now when adjusted for inflation. Wow, terrible. He was the leader of the AFL-CIO's Agricultural Workers Organizing Committee. Led farm workers on a strike. I don't know. There are some decent union guys, especially back in the day. At least the guys who were actually working. And who did not lose their... uh, (laughs) I'm laughing at the chat. They did not lose their dignity. They were not... They were not bribed into taking these long union breaks and getting all this union pay. Although they did enjoy that pay. They get paid. They get paid. Wow. Nowadays. And so they don't want to really give up the unions, but the union people, the heads, they're commies. They're not for America. They're for themselves. And they're not really, honestly, even for the so-called workers. Didn't Chavez chase, attack, and beat illegals to protect the workers' rights? Asks Commander Kim. I don't know. Anyway, another, another commie, another person who's supposed to be celebrated. These are people who are not... So far, I'm not convinced that I should be celebrating AAPI month. How embarrassing to call it AAPI. I Jen Poo. I hyphen lowercase J E N A I Jen Poo P O O. Sorry, is fighting for domestic workers, the elderly and disabled Americans. She started Domestic Workers United, Domestic Workers Bill of Rights in New York State. So another union person apparently. National Domestic Workers Alliance called the bill a historic victory. For the first time in any state, domestic workers were included in all the major labor laws protecting other workers. This woman, Ai Jin Poo, is Taiwanese. But the work is not done. Many domestic workers do not earn a living wage and work without access to health care, paid six days, or paid time off, the alliance says. Domestic Workers Alliance. Give me a break. More victimhood. A victimhood crying Asian woman. Taiwanese. Reminds me of that guy who tried to run for president, right? Andrew Yang. Here's one, and this one doesn't even, in America, here in America, we don't count this guy as a real Asian. This guy, Ajay Bhatt. A-J-A-Y. B-H-A-T-T. He got rock star treatment for helping invent USB. USB is that thing that you plug in to your uh, computer if you have a computer. And it can possibly connect your phone or your camera or other things. Nice. Well, good for him. But that's not a real Asian. Isn't that like an Indian? Indians are not Asians. They're only Asians if you're in Maybe Canada, maybe, and UK. But those people we don't count as Asians? Are you kidding me? Please. They had to reach. Is how few Asians of note there are. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Asians. I like Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee is uh, German, though. I call him German. <laughs> I heard that he's a quarter German, something like that. Anyway, that's that guy. Congratulations, Bat. USB plugs. Thank you. 
That's cool. Uh, you're, here's another woman. Another victim woman, in my opinion. She's dead. Rest in peace. Yuri Kochiyama. That's a real Asian. And she was probably there before the 1965 Immigra- Immigration Act, right? Because that was the Japanese internment camps. Remember that? That was before World War II. Or that was World War II. After those Japanese people f- flew their planes and bombed our Pearl Harbor and killed, killed like 3,000, right? Didn't, didn't the Japanese uh, attackers kill like 3,000 people and... It was kind of a, I associated it with kamikazes, but I don't know. And so, like, we reacted. By, by we, I mean that communist so-called president, FDR, threw these people into internment camps. And is that so wrong? Is that not an understandable reaction? They had the face of the enemy. We can't know who to trust. And there is a pull by these ethnic people to identify with their ethnicity over what's right sometimes. As a young woman in her early 20s, Yuri Kochiyama's life came to an abrupt halt. Not really. Didn't come to an abrupt halt. Came to an abrupt change. When the U.S. government forced more than 100,000 Japanese, so-called Americans, some of them might have been Americans, into internment camps during World War II. Several years interned. You know, concentration camps? This victim-minded uh, Star Trek, not morally straight guy called it concentration camps. Might have been a similar idea, but we were a richer country, so they didn't starve in our camps, right? According to what I heard. Uh, Diane Fugino says that, uh, is a writer, author of Heartbeat of Struggle, Revolutionary Life of Yuri Kochiyama. She spent several years in turn as her twin brother was risking his life as a U.S. soldier during World War II. <laughs> uh, Kochiyama started an extensive letter-writing campaign for thousands of Japanese soldiers in America. I mean, soldiers for America, supposedly fighting for the United States as their family members suffered discrimination and internment back home. I don't know. We had to be careful. And that guy was a communist, right? Wasn't he a communist? FDR, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, that wheelchair-bound guy, Democrat, who got elected, who was so greedy he took like three terms. She spent several decades fighting for so-called civil rights, a woman. In the 1960s, she befriended and worked with Malcolm X. Famously photographed cradling Malcolm X's head after he was fatally shot. Wow. Japanese woman. Hmm. She pushed for the passage of the Civil Liberties Act, which formally apologized and gave reparations to Japanese who survived in America, who were in, who were in the internment camps, signed into law by Reagan. Should we forgive Reagan for that one? Uh, she said that she admired... She said that she admired uh, Osama bin Laden at one point. Wow. Despite her divisive comments and complicated legacy, her most fa- one of her most famous quotes offered a blueprint for understanding other points of view. Don't become too narrow. Live fully. Meet all kinds of people, she said. You'll learn something from everyone. I wonder what she <laughs> admired Osama bin Laden for. Who knows? Uh, is that it? Oh, there's one more. This guy who invented Zoom or helped 
make Zoom. Zoom founder Eric Yuan. Zoom is only something I say. Zoom, you know, you, zoom.us, how you do these Zoom calls, video conferencing during the scamdemic. Uh, this guy, Eric Yuan, he, I guess, founded Zoom. And that's nice. He was a Chinese immigrant, I guess. He had an H-1B visa. But then, actually, he tried to get an H-1B visa. But, you know, Zoom is only a thing because, uh, I say. This is my speculation. Um, Zoom is only, only rose to power because, or rose to prominence because Skype was bought by Microsoft. Who founded Skype? Who started Skype? Skype was bought by Microsoft, and Microsoft, when they buy something, they turn it worse. Reminds me of Twitter. Twitter bought Periscope, and Periscope turned somewhat worse, right, in certain ways. Skype, the function of Skype is not that great compared to Zoom, I hear. So anyway. What a mess. Well, congratulations, Asians. I'm surprised they didn't celebrate, uh... Why didn't you celebrate Bruce Lee? What the heck? At least be somebody more, like, uniting. Not just a bunch of liberals. Although the Zoom guy and the USB guy, the USB is an asterisk. That's nice. Don't ask me what Zoom is. I, <laughs> oh, man. People say I over-explain things. Let me get to a call. Kenneth is a first-time caller in Arizona. And then I'll tell you more about this other mess. Kenneth. How are you doing in Arizona? Are you there? Come off a mute. Kenneth going once. Kenneth going twice. I'm putting him on hold. We'll check on him later. I don't know if I put Pelosi in the folder. Pelosi's picture in the folder. But Nancy Pelosi visited... Oh yeah, Jackie Chan. But he's not really American. He just played in American movies, right? Uh, Nancy Pelosi made an unannounced trip, just a side note, to Ukrainian capital Kiev. Some people call it Kiev, which I hear that that's not correct. I hear that's kissing up to the Ukrainians to call it Kiev and spell it K-Y-I-V. It's spelled, the real spelling is K-I-E-V, I think. But people like to be, make political statements with how they say things, including me. Is, is Kenneth ready? Check on Kenneth for me. Okay, thanks. Uh, House Speaker nervous Nancy Pelosi made an unannounced tri- trip, visit, to the Ukrainian capital of Kiev on Saturday, marking uh, becoming the most senior U.S. official to meet with President Volodymyr Zelensky since the war broke out more than two months ago. I heard... And, Did I put a picture of Nervous Nancy in there? I don't think so, huh? No. Okay. I mean, she she posed next to him, and he looks all not Christian. He's not Christian. Neither is she. She pretends to be a Christian. She's a Catholic, but she's a Democrat. It's not a real Catholic. The real Catholics are on uh, Cozy, and they're um, that one guy, Pat Buchanan. That uh, he's a real Catholic, I guess. But these people, I hear that the Biden administration wants to, they 
sent to Congress a request for something like 33 or 32, something like that, billion dollars to send to uh, Ukraine in aid, right? A whole, like 22 billion of it is uh, like weapons type stuff. And then the other like 11 billion or whatever is humanitarian mess. This is what I heard from this guy who was on my show one time, and I've been on his show a few times. Dylan Burns, he's a liberal guy, 21 years old, hippy-dippy roundtable host. That is a ton of money, $33 billion, something like that. And that is like, according to him, according to Dylan Burns, $66 billion is the whole uh, military budget of Russia. Whoa! And then the military budget of Ukraine is only six billion. Six, I think. Something like that. And they already have billions of dollars from us alone, us being so-called America, the American establishment, anti-American establishment, I call it. And uh, not to mention other, nothing from the caller. The caller was not, not ready. Um, a bunch of other, like, billions of dollars in weapons and stuff. Pretty much everything that they want, they get, almost. Meaning this unchristian president and his unchristian, many of the soldiers are unchristian. And then some of them are probably Christians, who knows. In Ukraine. And who knows about Russia, I don't know. But that's wild. Talk about dragging out this, this war. They really don't want to give up, uh, give up the control to, uh, to Russia. Wild, huh? Meanwhile, like, people are dying like crazy left and right on both sides. On many sides, honestly. On many sides. I don't know. To me, it's like they're making a crisis, making it more of a crisis than it needs to be, in my opinion. And they didn't handle it right to begin with. I don't see, I don't know, but do you think this would have happened under Trump? I don't think so. Anyway, let's get back to America, right? I want to tell you about this, uh, this, a little throwback to the Ferguson report. The, fo- the Ferguson report was in 2015. It was y- like a year after the, fo- you know, the Black Lives Matter riots from Ferguson, Missouri. This was the original Black Lives Matter riots in 2014 after that gentle giant Mike Brown got himself killed by police. He was not so gentle. He was an 18-year-old thug who tried to attack the officer, who did attack the officer. Um, I read this on Friday. The reason I bring this up is I read this on Friday from uh, local news, Minneapolis police. This is Minneapolis now, jumping over to the more recent Black Lives Matter riot inspiration. Uh, Georgia, Florida. Minneapolis police engage in discriminating, discriminatory race-based policing. 
So claimed a human rights department probe. So-called human rights, which you're not to trust anything with human rights in the name, okay? It's true. Some of you guys say that you are human rights activists, but give me a break. Not like this. Hopefully. Minnesota Department of Human Rights released its findings of the investigation, I told you this on Friday, into the city of Minneapolis and its police department Wednesday morning last week, finding a pattern, a pattern in practice, race-based discrimination over the last decade. Minnesota Department of So-Called Human Rights found finds that the city of Minneapolis and Minneapolis Police Department, MPD, engage in a pattern and practice of race, discrimination, violation of the hum- Minnesota Human Rights Act. We should get rid of anything called the Human Rights Act, I say. Was launched June 1st of 2020. So, like, almost two years later, they come out with it. After Eric, Derek Chauvin, local hero, so-called murdered with an asterisk, Georgia, Florida. It's not true. Rebecca Lucero. Lucero. Uh, keyword zero. Because she's zero. <laughs> Human rights commissioner is Rebecca Lucero, whoever that is. Probably a dumb liberal woman. Uh, Kenneth's phone drop. I will, I will get to him. The department looked at the last 10 years, blah, 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 blah. Racial disparities in how MPD officers use force, stop, search, arrest, and cite people of color, particularly black individuals, compared to white individuals in similar circumstances. I say, yeah, right. It was a 72-page report. 72 pages of nonsense, I say. Uh, MPD officers' use of covert social media to surveil black individuals and black organizations unrelated to criminal activity. Not really. I doubt it. MPD officers' consistent use of racist, misogynistic, and disrespectful language. Give me a break. Uh, if anybody's right to use that type of language, it's cops. Because they have, you know, sometimes deal with stressful situations, especially in the, in, out in the field. When I say field, Hake is a neocon. Whatever, Austin 316, you don't know me. Uh, especially out in the streets, they, uh... They deal with the reality. There's a reason that cops turn so-called racist, and that's because they deal with the reality of the blacks and the Hispanics, their own in some cases, right? Fourteen people of, uh, of the 14 people Minneapolis police have killed since 2010, 13 were people of color or indigenous people. Those individuals represent just 42% of the city's population. Sounds about right for me. But comprise 93% of killings by Minneapolis police between January 2010 and February 2022. In other words, MPD officers have disproportionately killed community members of color and indigenous community members. That's because they're they're disproportionately the criminals who are fighting and posing a threat to cops and to the society. What a mess, huh? Crazy. Anyway, that's, M- that's Minneapolis, but let me give you a little throwback for context to tell you about Ferguson. See this New York Post article by John R. Lott Jr. from 2015. I have this headline for you. John R. Lott Jr., Ph.D. I cite him a lot. Crime Prevention Research Organization. Uh... The, and he exposed this Obama Holder DOJ Ferguson report, Ferguson, Missouri, outside of St. Louis. 
Some years back, it was 2015, right? Six years ago. Seven almost. No, seven years ago, right? Because we're in 2022. This is after Mike Brown, the gentle giant, tried to attack Darren Wilson. Ferguson fake out. This is the headline. Justice Department's bogus report is the headline from uh, New York Post. And then I will get to your calls, guys. The report notes the Ferguson so-called report, right? DOJ, Department of So-Called Justice. This is under Eric Holder. Eric Holder is this black guy under the Obama administration. He was the top so-called law enforcement guy. And he served, so-called, or served himself in the Clinton administration, too. He's an evil person against guns, against whites, just an evil guy. He's probably the one who stopped the uh, tracking the rapes, interracial rapes, because blacks rape whites more than whites rape blacks by, a, like, a, a long shot, by, like, infinity. <laughs> uh, that's the proportion, right? Data collected by, okay, the report, this is the Ferguson report, claims on page four of the Ferguson report, Ferguson's law enforcement practices overwhelmingly impact African Americans. No such thing. Well, not when they're talking about the black Americans. Data collected by the Ferguson Police Report Department from 2012 to 2014 shows that African Americans account for 85% of vehicle stops, 90% of citations, and 93% of arrests made by Ferguson Police Department officers, despite comprising only, imagine saying only 67% of Ferguson's population. Imagine living in a town where 67% are black. You can bet that it, it would follow that 85%, 90%, 93% of vehicle stops, citations, and arrests would be blacks. That's what I would say. Those statistics, John Lott Jr. says, PhD, uh, don't prove so-called racism because blacks don't commit traffic offenses at the same rate as other population groups, he says. And that's true. Listen to this. The Bureau of Justice Statistics' 2011 police public contact survey indicates that nationwide blacks were 30, 31% more likely than whites to be pulled over for a traffic stop. Isn't that interesting? Ferguson is a majority black town. If its blacks were pulled over at the same rate as blacks nationally, they'd account for not 85% of vehicle stops, but 87.5% of traffic stops. In other words, John R. Lott Jr. says, the numbers actually suggest that Ferguson police might be sli- slightly less likely to pull over black drivers than their national counterparts. They certainly don't show that Ferguson is a hotbed of racism. I remember one of the lines from the Ferguson report by Eric Holder claimed that, oh, Ferguson is racist, even more racist than the rest of America. But no, that's not true. It's, if anything, less likely. And... <laughs> Uh, John R. Lott Jr. says, critics may assert that 31% more likely, you know, blacks being, blacks nationwide are 31% more likely to uh, be pulled over nationwide, simply shows that racism is endemic to police forces nationwide. But, hmm, says John R. Lott. He actually says, hmm. The survey also reveals that men are 42% more likely than women to be pulled over for traffic stops. Should we conclude that police are biased against men? Or that men drive more recklessly? Or that men drive more recklessly? 
Well, I would say both. <laughs> Police are biased against men, and men maybe drive more recklessly. I don't know, though. I don't know. Whew, interesting. Interesting question. In fact, says John R. Lott Jr., I say this all, I cite this fact all the time. Blacks die in car accidents at a rate about twice their share of car owners. Did you know that? If blacks die in car accidents at a rate about twice their share of car owners, would that mean that police are racist for pulling them over more frequently? No, I think it would, blacks are more erratic of drivers, statistically speaking. A 2006 National Traffic, no, National Highway Traffic Safety Administration study found that black drivers who were killed in accidents have the highest rate of past convictions for speeding and for other moving violations. Wow. This suggests there are a lot of unsafe black drivers, not racist cops. Driving while black, debunked. It's debunked. Notwithstanding the sob story from uh, Joe from Phoenix, who <laughs> called him my show one time, said, I was pulled over in a nice neighborhood for no reason. And they didn't even, they didn't even uh, get me. They didn't even charge me. They should have, I guess. Uh, for direct evidence of racial bias, goes on John R. Lott Jr. in this New York Post 2015 article, the report describes seven emails from Ferguson police officers from 2008 to 2011 that Justice describes as offensive to blacks, women, Muslims, President Obama and his wife, and possibly people of mixed race. <laughs> I remember some of those lines. Oh, my gosh. I don't remember the lines specifically, or I would cite them to you, but they were kind of funny. And it's quite reasonable to have send some so-called racist emails. Those are the funniest jokes, right? Give me a break. Did only one or two of the 53 officers send those emails, though? Did the objectionable emails end in 2011 because the officers no longer worked for the department or they were told to stop? Give me a break. That's what I say. How am I doing on time? That's that story. Let me take a break, and I'll tell you another story. Well, another little article that debunks their, their mess. On Ferguson, but let me finally get back to Kenneth in Arizona. I think he's ready. Kenneth in Arizona, first time caller, I think. How are you doing? All is well. Hey. <clears throat> hey, sir. Uh, uh, good morning, by the way. Good morning. Uh, are you on a speakerphone or a Bluetooth or something? No. Okay. Stay close to your phone. All right. So I wanted to ask you a question, Hey. To get your advice and see, you know, what your insights are. Okay. Um, so I had a got into a an argument with my son last night. How old is your son? And he just turned eighteen. Oh, okay. Like two months two months ago. He is a, a junior in high school. He'll be a senior next year. Oh, wow. Old for his grade, yeah. huh? Yeah, he's right in that. He's kind of caught in the middle between the age where, you know, it, he should be a junior or he should be a senior, you know? He's, he, I mean, he's, 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 little, like, he's a little bit older, yes, but, like, he's, and then he's, he's not that old, you know, but... He, he just turned the turn eighteen, 
Um, but uh, we had got got an argument last night. He's living with and, you. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, he's doing nice. So we had got an argument, and you know, long story short, the the cops arrested him. And over the oh, him. stay close to your phone, man. It's it's you're kind of coming in and out. It's really it's really uh staticky for some reason. Are you on like head is headset this, or something? Is this better? Yeah, that's better. Um, so you guys got in a in an argument, and the cops came and arrested him uh, amid that yes. argument. Yes. Wow. So he. If, if you don't mind my, I don't know if I should, it's not really, okay, go go ahead. Uh, so he got arrested, he got detained, um, and come to find out, he he got arrested for, uh, you know, just disorderly conduct, which is misdemeanor. Okay. Um, you know, which I was, I was hoping in which, you know, I don't want any kind of serious charges on him being his first offense, you know, at 18. And, but it, I hope it makes him realize that, you know, you can't disrespect authority, you know, um, and wanted to get your insight as far as me contacting him. When, when, when do you think an ideal time is to, to contact him or his mother as far as let letting things cool down um or should I let things cool down I don't know like what's your advice on that where's your insight what do you think that um should I let things cool down for a day or two and then try to contact his mom and um or him and see if they'll talk to me <laughs> I have no um, idea man cuz I don't I really don't know the situation um mm-hmm. But when in doubt, what what I've heard say, said before is when in doubt, do nothing. When in doubt, do nothing. Yeah, or when in doubt, uh, continue as you as you're going. Just only do what you see to do. But you have to know and for I yourself, did, man. Uh, I kind of did that in a way, you know, because I work out of town, like two hours from where I live. And you know, I just Are you left married? It at what it was. Are you married to his yeah. mother? Yeah, yeah. And you guys all live in the same house? Yes. Okay. And so you're so you so like he got arrested and you went out of town the next day yeah, or something so, like that? Yeah, well I work I work out of town and I'm gone for the week. So, you know, I just what about like, you know, I gotta work tomorrow and I'm not gonna stay at I'm not gonna stay at home tonight and just you know, decided to come to work and be at work the uh, first okay. thing in the morning, you know? Yeah. And I'm at work right now, so, you know, it's, I just, I did, I did do what, did what you kind of, like, kind of, your advice was like, you know, just go about what you're doing, and I did, you know, it's like, hey, I'm, I got work, and I love my son, but, you know, he, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that he realizes what, what he did, and, um, you know, and I don't know, you know, I'm just trying to let things cool down, I guess, and trying to find the right time to talk to him. Um, 
when everything's cool and whatnot. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to see what your insights and what your advice would be that. And you, know, you said just don't, when in doubt, do nothing. So, you know, that sounds like good advice to me. Were you wrong in how you were dealing with them? Um, I don't think so. Um, I don't think I was. How he turned out, is it your fault? How he turned out, is it my fault? I'd say probably yes. Because we, me and his mom were, he was, he was born out of wedlock. Um, but we got married, you know, afterwards. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so I'm kind of thinking, you know, like, so, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. But I was kind of thinking, you know, like, you know, it, it is, at that, at that point, it, it is like a, you know, it, it's like inevitable, you know, it, you get what you deserve. Wh- who gets what, who deserves? Um, you know, the choices you make in life as far as him being born out of wedlock. Oh, so like you get what you deserve with a son who's out of control and hates you or thinks he hates you yeah. or whatever. Yes. Yeah. Have you apologized for him to him? Yes, I apologize to him. You know, I try to lead him in the right path um, by not getting angry, you know, and I do the best I can as far as my advice and my experience through for, through what I've been through. Um, you know, I, I, I haven't always been this way, of course, and I did handle things in in a manner that I shouldn't have, like as far as like, when he was younger, you know, it's, I never did anything as far as like abusing him. You know, I was, I'm very old school mentality. So I did spank him when he was young. Uh-huh. Um, I did spank him and I did push him in sports. Um, and you know, and as he got older, you know, when he mouthed off and in my face, you know, I may have slapped his mouth a couple of times, um, you know, in my house. And it's like, you know, you don't, disrespect me in a way, you know, which, whatever you're saying, you know, you need to respect authority. And that's all I've, that's as far as I've gone with slapping him in the mouth. That was it. You know, I never hit him. I never thrown down or anything like that, you know, and, but, you know, it, it got to a point last night to where he was swinging at me and I had to control him. And, you know, who called the police? Was, uh, uh, my wife did. Yeah, I don't my know, man. Was, uh, yeah, my wife. Is his mother bailing him out, or is anybody bailing him out? Are you guys letting no, him he got, re- he got released. He got released because it was a petty. It's a petty offense. Oh, okay, it's his first time. So he's back at your time. Par- he's back at sh- at your house. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're, yeah. Uh, so, whatever, man. You're gonna have to. It, I don't know. Have you have you been an example? Like I don't know if you you're you can tell them all you want about don't get into anger. But if you're already if you're in anger yourself, you're not. It's not going to get through to him. 
And then, uh, anyway, um, he's already, he's already kind of set in his ways, so you're not gonna, you're just gonna have to be patient with him. But, uh, I don't know if I would get it, try to be, I don't know, you might want to call Jesse Lee on this. You can yeah. call him, uh, on his show or for private counseling. Yeah, that, I mean, I, I will go that route, but I mean, you... But slapping you him in the mouth be, is hitting him, I will tell you that. <laughs> I don't know if it's inappropriate, but you are you did hit him. And and yeah, especially I, with, with you being away at work, I don't know how long that's been going. Who knows what his mother's doing that you don't know about. And this is something that you guys pro- did yourselves. You know, like you said, you, did it, you started off wrong. Turn on the AC, please, please, please. We've been we've been oh, waiting. It's hot in there, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Too much hot air coming out of me. But I mean, I, I do the best I can as far as being an example. You know, I'm not getting arrested. No, know, that's and, not a. You know, I, I work. <laughs> how I work how all low the standards time. do you guys have? That are are you Hispanic or are you white or are you black or what? Um, um, Native American. Oh, okay. You've called my show before, huh? Yeah, a while back ago. Yeah, okay, it's not your first time. For some reason, I had in mind that it was your first time calling. First time this year. <laughs> <laughs> your wife is uh, American Indian, too? Yeah. Yeah, man, but not being arrested doesn't mean that you're doing, doing right, you know? This is, these, are, yeah. these are very low standards. We need to, ha- we need to raise the standard to perfection. Uh, I don't know, man. You but might, like, you might, but, you know, like, like how I was raised, you know, like from like that my grandfather, you. you know, if, if I, if I were, if I were to get in his face, you know, and just blatantly yell disrespectful stuff and just cussing, I would have got slapped in my mouth or spanked, you know, um, that, that's how I was raised. Just very old school mentality Yeah, to where. You know, it, you don't you don't do that. But maybe you were a cheap imitation. And anyway, I don't know if you were born out of wedlock. People tend to get worse, and they try to do what was done to them, because mm-hmm. thinking that that w- will work, or they try not to do mm-hmm. what was done to them, thinking that that will work, and you and it ends up not working. It ends up working worse because there's something missing, and something more missing, something more missing. It just piles on the misery of mm-hmm. the generations. You know the. The degenerate, the degeneracy of the gen- generations. Were you born out of wedlock? Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's the same yeah. thing. Um, but and then nowadays, like maybe the kids around you were kind of raised by more old school people too. Whereas, although you may try to be old school, you're not a solid example for them. A completely solid example for them, and then all the. Influences around him are are out of control even more out of control. It's it's normal to be out of control nowadays mm-hmm. in society mm-hmm. and so You can't be you can't be comparing him to you thinking that oh, he should be able to do better You know what I mean? Yeah, cuz he's his own person. Yeah, and mm-hmm. he 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 grew up in totally different a totally different situation or quite pretty different situation for the most part, you know, I mean, well, I mean, well, yeah, I mean, his mom, he's had his mom and I for, you know, all his life. And maybe that's part I mean, of the problem. Who are you raised? Yeah. Who are you raised by? 
uh, my mother. Oh, okay. Huh. Who was who would mother. slap you then? She would, or um, you know, when I my grandfather would actually spank me with you know with a belt or a oh, okay. stick or something. So her dad. Um. Yeah. 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 Well, man, I. He's he's a grown young man now. Yeah. I would I would consider uh, letting him move out. And if he if he decides like, hey, I don't want to live with you, I'm yeah. gonna go live somewhere else, and that's like, hey, I can't do anything about it, right? Because he's 18. Well, yeah, you should be happy about that. That would be that would be great for. I would I would think that he would love that, and I would think that you would like it too. To be honest. <laughs> Yeah, the thing is, is he kind of, he's you know, he's lying about the situation in which he's, his mom is taking his side. So, it's like... Oh, yeah, then I'm, he's lying about what situation? About how the the the, the situation went down last night. The oh, that's... The, yeah, but that's understandable. People are under pressure, especially when they're facing mm-hmm. trouble, are gonna lie. That's That's the messed up human nature. You should expect mm-hmm. that. But why would that stop you from wa- from being happy that he's moving out? Well, I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to, you know, get get some advice from you to see where I can go with this. Uh, but I'm going to do what I'm going to do regardless. Cool. Yeah. Um. Um. But you know, it, it's if he's going to lie, continue to lie to his mom, and you know, like, hey, you know, and she, oh, and so and she wasn't not, there, so she believes him. She yes, yeah. Uh, she's going to continue to believe him and why aren't possibly you, divorce me. Oh, wow. Why aren't you kicking him out at that point? Mm. You're right. No, that's After a question. <laughs> I feel like Jesse I don't know, Lee right you know, now. I don't, I, don't, I don't know, you know, I mean... I'm not saying that that's what that's you should do because you you're in this situation. That's a good question for me. That's a, that's a good question for myself to ask myself. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I recommend. Have you I gotten private counseling from JLP before? No. Would you do it? Would you be open to that? I would. Yeah. I'm bo- but I don't know. You know, you may not need yeah. these others involved. I mean, if they want to be, mm-hmm. if they're willing, oh, then go for it. But. Uh-huh. uh and if your if your wife wants to divorce you, just make sure you're protecting yourself and your belongings. Uh, you know, apparently she's. If I don't know if she's a Christian, but a Christian can't yeah, force. Christian. She is, but. Yeah, we're a Christian. A, a Christian does not get a divorce, so I don't know how much of a Christian she is. But if she wants to get a divorce, you, like it says yeah, even I'm, in the I'm Bible, not, it says even in the I'm Bible. Not gonna, that uh, you don't have to force a non-Christian to stay with you. Yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna divorce my wife whatsoever. Whatever, you know, like I don't, ha- I'm not gonna do it. I mean, infidelity, whatever. Yeah, I do- always, I'm gonna work it out, you know. Yeah. And if that's my decision, if she wants to def- divorce me, that's her decision. I'm not gonna do it. I don't know, man. Um... And also, you may not want to talk a lot on air about stuff like this because stuff that you say in a divorce can be used against you. So you want to mm. be you want to be wise and quiet. And yeah, I'm not rich though. 
keep stuff private. I don't have anything. <laughs> well, I know. I'm not but... rich. I don't need a prenup, so I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> well, you better start I'm getting a rich. Hardworking man. Nice. I'm a man. Hardworking man with very little stuff, and I, you know, I I eat and I have a clothes and I have a roof over my head, and that's it. Call JLP. He, he, this is more his forte. On uh, and you can call his, his his you know his radio show. Yeah. Um, six to nine a.m. Pacific Daylight Time. So in Arizona, that would be six to nine a.m. Mountain Standard Time. Uh, well, you know my my show is right after his. Or you can yeah. call for the office for count and or call the office for private counseling if you need it. But you doing JLP's silent prayer? No. Oh, okay. You heard of it? I've heard of it, yeah. Okay. Well, I wish you well, man. Well, thank you, Hake, for your time. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I'm curious how it goes, but, uh, so you can let me know, but... Okay. Yeah, I, uh... You know, I've had friends who were kicked out of their parents' house and... They went to live, like, one of my friends went to live with an aunt. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, I don't know what, he turned out okay. He's, he's been, he's work he's out on his own work, and, I mean, he's 40, 41 years old now. So he's, he's turned out okay, I guess. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't think that he was ever arrested or tried to take any swings at anybody. Except for, like, in bar fights and stuff. <laughs> but, uh. I wish you well. All right, thanks, Hank. All right, take care, Kenneth. All right, bye. Bye. Man, we are at the top of the hour. Quick super chat here. Single mom says, Joe from Phoenix is annoying. (laughs) No context. A nice no context uh, super chat. Thank you. Oh, yeah, I did mention Joe from Phoenix. Yeah, very true. Dan E. says, Zoom is only a thing because white men invented the solid-state transistor, which makes modern computers possible. Dan E. says, he didn't invent anything, he just helped design a standard for serial data transfer. They're reaching at straws. And that guy's not even a real Asian, he's he's from India. (laughs) I know India is in Asia, but it's like Middle Eastern type of Asia type of thing. (laughs) What a mess. Let me display more of my ignorance. Uh, before I get to William in California is coming up next on the calls, and I have more stuff to cover, including Brett Stevens, the rhino, former Wall Street Journal writer who went to the New York Slimes as an anti-Trump guy. Not Christian, by the way, but he wrote an article that's pretty decent called Ferguson Lies and Statistics. And, uh, I gotta tell you about menthols as well. They're targeting the blacks. Pretty funny. But, let me... Get to some more frog eyes, guys. Frog eyes. This is from the 2004 album, like I said, Ego Scriptor. It is a, what is that called? Acoustic album. (laughs) By Carrie Mercer, who is the singer or vocalist, if you will, of Frog Eyes. And this is track five, Bells in the Crooked Port. Bells in the Crooked Port by Frog Eyes. Enjoy. Press mute. Grin and bear it, you musical Philistines, but I like it. And I'll be right back for hour two. Hang tight.
Wasn't that nice, guys? Wasn't that nice? Are they going for the ugly, twisted beauty feel? Maybe so. Toss that CD into Mount Doom, Hake. <laughs> this music is psychotic. This guy should go on The Voice for laughs. It sounds like a guy who had his... Blank. Waxed. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Only a virgin could listen to this addict. Acid rock. Well, I'll take that as a compliment, slam-free poetry. Sounds like somebody is playing it at 0.75 speed. Wonder how Derek Chauvin is holding up, asks, yep, one of our resident trolls. Uh, yes, do pray for Officer Derek Chauvin. Uh, persecuted for being white. Carver531 says, Nick, grab this CD and throw it out the window. <laughs> Zenny says, it's decent. It is decent. I will not enjoy no frog guys. Frog eyes. This CD should be burned, says Austin 316. Like a captain eats his pony? I think it's like a captain needs his pony. Needs. 
I won't mute, just grin and bear it. Not kosher, absolutely kosher. White people and all their technology smarts are destroying the planet and the racist Republicans don't want to admit they was wrong, says Mr. Sandman. What's up, Mr. Sandman? Yeah, so Nugget Man was correct. Haig will play his devilish music and pass on his amazing $100 challenge. Beta! Man! I was just too- I'm so excited about this week because of the Frog Eyes songs. I love this, uh, album. Sounds like Eddie Vedder after he got robbed by blacks. <laughs> Says Kilda Harold or Childa Childa Harold, Childa Harold. Trump could just play that CD all day to clear his tennis out. <laughs> uh, Hake music, not that fake music. Thank you guys for bearing with me through that wonderful music. Uh, this is the Hake Report. Little side note. Uh, for Kenneth, if he happens to be listening. One thing that I have heard that's good advice, it sounds like pretty, pretty good advice, you know, if your wife threatened to, threatened to divorce you over this incident or whatever, over maybe a series of things, don't, do it, don't try to do anything to, like, stop that situation or save that situation or switch it. Because sometimes, so often, the stuff that you try to do, uh... To address the situation just makes it worse. <laughs> Be still. Wonderfully painful music. Yeah, thank you. Hey, you might like Porcupine Tree. Somebody else told me something. Somebody else said something? Day- Dale Everdale says, Hank, talk about Joey Diaz. Is that that fat guy who does drugs on... He was on a, that mafia show, and he's... Affiliated loosely with uh, Joe Rogan. Doing beta extortion over a comedian joking about him. I'm not familiar with that situation, but I've, I've seen you guys telling me to, or you anyway, tell me to talk about it. Maybe I'll get interested if I read a little bit about it. Thanks, man. Send me a tip, I guess. And indeed, Joe from Phoenix is annoying. Single mom is correct. Vocals were nice, says Tex-Mex. Thank you. That's a sensible woman. What's up, Tex-Mex and he white? Um, let me actually get to a call. William in California, before I get to the, more of this Ferguson report, William in California wants to talk about Ferguson demographics and maybe some other stuff. William in California. Hey, how, how you doing? How you doing, brother? Doing well, All thank right. you. Nice. Uh, the stops in Ferguson have absolutely nothing to do with racism. They're full of it. Because most of your stops are black people because most of the city is black. It's like close to 68% black. Yeah. So who else is going to get stopped? Right. Yep. There's 67% no of the population. That would indicate, that would make it, make it quite ex, ex, to be expected that 85 plus percent would be pulled over. Yeah, well, almost 70% of the city is black. Yep. <laughs> so, I mean, that one's phony. That one's phony. And, uh, yeah, I heard about the uh, fight this weekend with the uh, mother. Oh, you're talking fighting. about uh, my prior call, Kenneth? Yep, yep, yep. It you wanted to react to that? <laughs> well, okay, um... It if wasn't with the mother. Caller, it was, if you, if it your wasn't, favorite caller will stop responding to me, I'll go ahead and react to it. <laughs> this is it wasn't with the mother, though. Just real quick. The fight wasn't Who with was the... Who was it? It was 
a fight of sorts between the uh, father and the son, and then his wife, his wife, the mother, called police. But somehow the mother didn't uh, see the whole thing, so she's believing oh, the son. Oh, oh, you're talking about the gentleman that just got off the phone by his son. Yeah. yeah. Is that what you were um, talking about? Or were you talking about something else? Uh, no, I'm, I'm not lost. Uh, I was talking about the uh, fight on, uh, in Vegas where the mother was fighting the, uh, in the press conference. But, oh, um, I don't uh, know about we'll that story. That. We'll get to that. But uh, uh, the, the gentleman probably he sounds pretty sincere, but I think you might want to stop being your son's friend. You know, and uh, stop playing games with him. Go ahead and put him out. He's 18. You know, that's where usually you just said it. You know, you know some friends that were put out, you know, yep. when they got, I mean, this is not like something that never happens. It happens all the time, you know. And yeah. You just got to be his father. And don't be afraid of his mother. You know, I mean, what's that all about? Yeah. Might be good advice. Yeah. Appreciate that. Uh, pack, pack the bags with the kid and tell her to go ahead and marry him. You know, um, the um, um, uh, the fight thing, uh, yeah, that was quite embarrassing. What, what are but, you, you referring know, to? I don't know that story. In Vegas, there was a fight. There was a there was a big fight, title fight. Oh, in the press conference, the mother kind of showed her colors. So, but, a mo- uh, like you're talking about a boxing match, and the yeah. mother of one of the boxers, fight boxing fighter guys, acting like a chimpanzee, pretty much. Terrible. Yeah, it sounds racist. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. But um, are you familiar you know, with that story? Yeah, I hadn't heard that. Yeah, it was crazy. It's crazy, and it's kind of pretty How embarrassing, much huh? like like your favorite caller, Mace, always following me up. It's getting creepy. But here's the deal: you don't get to pull Ben Carson's mother out of your tail and compare her to these ratchet witches of today. Yeah. Okay. Stop True. following up my calls and combating. It's the <laughs> truth. They don't do it. You don't. You ain't doing a good job raising these little kids. You ain't doing a good job running these cities. You ain't doing a good job at nothing. So, live with it and quit responding to my calls. It's creepy. Uh, she calls, she responds to any. Uh, my favorite caller she responds Mays to me responds, every time. Yeah, she responds to any black who any black or white who tells the they truth tell about the blacks. Truth. Yeah. So it's, the ones that don't tell take the it truth. In, don't take it in a creepy way. She, that's how she treats everyone. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. She takes it like you know, you can't talk about black people. Well, guess what? You got the worst kids in the nation. You're pulling crimes yeah. every day. Right. I know she Painted called crimes. in. She called in talking about welfare, and we're and we're talking about the way that these kids are raised. Where's her common sense? That was built for the black people in the '64. Uh, I know she. I think she has like a little bit of common sense, but she doesn't want to share the common no, sense. No, she don't with want to admit people. it. Yeah, she don't want to admit it, especially when you get to talking about these witches that's raising these kids these days. She don't like it. It's too bad. We see what you guys are doing to these kids. Yeah. And yes, the men are leaving you. I know your husband's still home, Mace. You know, probably tied to a tree. But here's <laughs> the deal: they're not doing a good job. Stop combating when people tell the truth. Yeah. Seriously, somebody tell you the truth, tell, tell me the truth about something, you just look at it and go on about your business. Yep. But the mother of the fighter, yeah, a really good example of what today's mothers are doing. So Ben Carson's single mother, what was it, mid-50s, raising him? <sighs> Don't even compare these nuts with her. Come on. And Ben Carson wouldn't even like Mays. So 
he's a proud Republican. Yeah. <laughs> he's a nice guy, Ben Carson. Uh, he's a pretty smart guy. I mean, like you said, he had some problems at first. And I don't think what she did, I think what she did is she didn't allow them to play basketball and go to the schoolyard. She made them read books. And you can't tell me that these witches do that these days. They don't. Yeah, true. Their, their kids are dancing on TikTok. And Ben Carson himself was angry, even with a, a par- partly decent mother who made him work yeah. and didn't accept well. Yeah. I don't think she accepted welfare, right? But uh, No, she didn't. No. But he went after she, her with a hammer, according to him. Yeah, himself, he did. I think. He had some problems. Yeah. And, but uh, uh, she uh, she didn't allow, you know, a lot of... A lot of um, most most kids get to go out to the schoolyard and play ball. Right. She didn't allow those two boys, him and his brother. His brother's successful, too. Um, she made them read books because she knew she had her hands full in Detroit with two sons by herself, you know. Yeah. And that was a different day and time as well. So, I mean, you don't get to pull him out your hat and compare, compare or pull her out of your hat and compare what she did to what's going on today. Yeah. That ain't even accurate. That's, she's, that's, an ex- that's, she's an exception, not the rule. A super exception. Yeah. You know, so uh, the, the, the uh, stop being a young man's friend, the father that just called, don't be his friend. Just, just, just stand up to him and his mother. Yeah. You know? At least he's got both parents, though, huh? Right. <laughs> yeah, it probably helps somewhat. A little bit. Yeah. Probably so, but just, you know, I mean, the man sounds like he's a little afraid of his son. He w- he wants to, I think he wants to do the right thing. He just doesn't really know. He wants really to do know. the right thing, man. I mean, I had my moments with my father, but he definitely wasn't calling the radio station to get advice <laughs> with me. So... I'm not telling you, and you told him right. Be careful what you say over the air, because yeah, stuff is used know. against men like crazy. Exactly, stuff that even exactly. isn't even uh, isn't even wrong. Sometimes they're not even wrong. Usually, like men oh, get in trouble for telling the truth <laughs> or for right. saying something right. right. Anyway, right. and I mean, no, he he can't be. There's, there's no. I mean, he can't be too wrong sitting there being concerned about his son. Yeah. He's, True. he's concerned about his son. I can hear it in his voice, you know. Yeah. But, uh, you know, you stop being his friend. Put him in his place. Well, I appreciate it, William. It's good to hear All from righty, you. All righty, buddy. Have a good Take rest care. of the week. Take care. All right. You too. Bye. Before I get back to calls, somebody mentioned this uh, fight on JLP. Is this the fight? Okay, so a fight over a fight? <laughs> May 1st report from the New York Post by Justin Tashk. Wild headline, wild fight breaks out during Shakur. Shakur Stevenson press conference. One of the biggest nights for Shakur Stevenson's life took a concerning turn during his post-fight press conference after the undefeated Newark native, Newark, New Jersey. That's where Cory Booker was <sighs> a cringy mayor. Uh, native, the Newark native, Shakur Stevenson, defeated Oscar Valdez to unify the WBO, WBC, and the ring super featherweight titles. He got engaged to his girlfriend, rapper rapper Young Lyric, a rapper girlfriend. (sighs) Getting down on one knee and proposing in the ring. Oh, no. (laughs) 
Anyway, but as he spoke to reporters after the fight, a brawl broke out outside the press conference room at the MGM Grand in Las Vegas. And Shakur Stevenson, no relation to Tupac, I assume, uh, because that's the last name and this is the first name, uh, dropped his titles and rushed out toward the fracas. It's unclear who was involved in the fight and what started it. Video shows Stevenson asking, where's my mother? According to Yahoo Sports, security didn't allow Stevenson's mom, mom, into the press conference. Stevenson's manager, James Prince, told Yahoo that Stevenson and his mom were fine. While an MGM Grand spokesman declined to comment on the website, to the website until they had more info. Yahoo Sports, that is. Lance Pugmire tweeted video of the punches being thrown and wrote, MGM people and a boxing publicist tried to tell us there was nothing to see here. Okay. Stevenson thought his mom was in trouble in the middle of the group of cops described by, to, to Pugmire as agitators. The group of cops were called agitators? Video showed Stevenson gathering his camp into a side room as security tried to calm down the commotion. Blacks, man, what's going on? Oh, well. What a mess. Terrible. Anyway, um, where's Maze? asks uh, Shaggy Boy. Shaggy Boy likes Maze, too. (laughs) Uh, It's funny, people trying to summon her. Um, Before I get to this Brett Stevens thing, let me get quickly to Art in Ohio. Um, Art in Ohio, how are you doing? Hakey Hake and Artie Art, baby, baby, baby. Hey. Hey, can you hear me now? <laughs> yes, I can. Okay, 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 make sure you can hear me. All yep. right, uh, Shaggy Boy Mays is busy right now, young man. Uh, <laughs> back off, she's making sandwiches, and hopefully she's making some chili and she's putting some seasoning salt in there. Not too much seasoning, Mays, easy on the seasoning, but it better have some taste, too, for when I come over to uh, eat some of that chili, okay? Nice. Keep your husband happy, your alleged husband happy. <laughs> okay, uh. Cute. First thing, first thing, first, uh. The dude was just talking about, uh. These black females or whatnot and how they were them raising the kids and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, they're definitely doing a, a poor job or whatnot. And, uh. The courts, I hate to try to, I hate to have the same conversation as far as, you know me saying the same thing, but the course is participating in it, and this yeah. is what happens when uh, you falsely falsely take somebody's kid away from a lot of these females. I noticed around the city, they be nine months pregnant, seven months pregnant, and they already done broke up with the dude, and then be out here looking for the, the boy, another boyfriend while they still pregnant. The kid don't even be a year old, two years old, and they already out here looking for another boy, and it's like, well, hold up. You just was in a relationship because the kid was, how did the kid get, how did you have a baby if you weren't in a relationship with the dude? So, so the first thing first is, yeah, they're doing a poor job, and the females, uh, they ain't like my great-grandmother or whatnot, and especially in the country because my grand-grandmother, great-grandmother, when her husband or whatnot left her, they stopped, you know, messing around with each other. She didn't go look out, go look for another boyfriend. She sat around and basically waited for my uh, 
for her husband, my great pawpaw to come back. My great granddad, he ain't my pawpaw. Not my pawpaw. My only got one pawpaw. That's the king. He's still here. But uh, my great granddad to come back. She said she didn't go out here looking for another. These females, they uh, they get pushed with this liberal agenda, and the only way for them to basically cope with them knowing that they're wrong is and to keep their mind busy is for them to have a backup boyfriend. Oh, and man. a lot of these. A lot of these females don't understand that when you're doing that, you're not understanding what you did wrong to mess your first relationship up. You need to be by yourself so you can realize what the heck you did wrong. But a lot of them go jump into these other relationships and uh, keep the nonsense going because they never realize what the heck they uh, what the heck they're doing wrong to mess up the first relationship. Then I I want to uh, talk about uh, something else and whatnot. Uh, All right. I'm like a I'm like a a Tupac in a uh, in a sense. If I'm like like with you, I told you when I first started coming on here talking or what, and I, uh, my situation with my son and my uh, his mom running me through the courts, filing these little restraining orders and stuff. And yeah. I told you where I where my you know, and I, I appreciate you for letting me come on here. When I appreciate that a couple times, you let me come on here and, and state my situation. And I told the Democrats. Because I've seen how they doing me in this city, and I understand that they're uh, extorting the men by keeping them coming in and out of court. And I said right then and there, I said you made a lifelong enemy of RDR Bates. When I seen y'all attacking Trump falsely, y'all made a lifelong enemy of uh, RDR Bates from Ohio. When I seen that y'all was going to attacking my son, y'all made an enemy a RDR baby until until uh, until I die, until that cast is dropped. I'm going to make sure that y'all going to smell me. Y'all going to hear me. And, uh, yeah, just like I said with Tupac, uh, even with the death row, I hate to, uh, hate to, you know, get into all that little rap stuff. Uh, if you with me, I'm with you 100%. Uh, I don't switch and I don't change, you know, uh, and I'm going to fight to the end. If you, if you, anybody that's ever done, uh, been loyal to me, I'm the most loyalist. You see what I'm saying? I won't unless you unless you give me a reason to stop being uh, unloyal to you. So can't nobody steal RDR baby from Hake or Jesse Lee Peterson, and uh, definitely from Father God or whatnot. And that's that. That's the third thing. All right. Okay. Well, that's the okay. And I'm gonna get a, get up off because I'm a rambling on. I really didn't have uh, too much of nothing to really uh, talk about. I just wanted to get on here and uh, talk to you because last time I kind of had to rush up off the uh, phone or whatnot. All right, I have a question uh, for you. Um, yes, sir, go ahead. Did you say that you put that you recommended Mays put grape Kool Aid packets into the chili? Is that what you said? Oh, oh, she, I said I said I said put seasoning up in that oh, chili. Okay, okay. And uh, she, I mean, with her, she with her liberal self, uh, <laughs> she might as well put some of that Democratic liquor in there too while she's at it. Yeah. Okay. That Democratic. Shaggy yeah, boy. Shaggy boy said, "Don't call me a young man." And he said another word, but I don't know if I want to repeat this word, Shaggy mm. Boy. I don't have the nerve. He said, he said, and he said, don't call me a young man, boy. <laughs> wow. What? what? <laughs> Shaggy Boy, change your pamper, man. You, you sounded like mama over there. <laughs> sounded like straight mama. I had to and, pass uh, along the message because you call him a young oh. man. And don't worry oh. about Maze, because Shaggy Boy said, where Maze at? 
Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, oh man, Shaggy boy. I'm sorry. You might be uh, you might be old old man in uh, wheelchairs, uh, senior citizen. You know, we try to have respect for the senior citizens until they get out of line, like Maxine Wallace. <laughs> I met him at the men's conference. He was there uh, last year at the men's uh-huh. conference. He's pretty tall. Oh, is he? Yeah. Was he around when uh, allegedly Jesus Christ was walking the earth? Uh, if he were, if he was, he kept his youthful appearance, so I don't oh, know. Man, he, he sound like a, he, he sound like a young old man then. Yep, maybe so. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, it was a person that came with Jesse Lee's, per, uh, uh, Jesse Lee Peterson show, and Jesse Lee was like, uh, he was like, dude, he was like, Jesse Lee was like, why don't you leave the woman or whatnot, and, uh, Leave her alone and, you know, go on about your business. And then the dude responds back, well, uh, the school, the sky is uh, yellow and blue and stuff. And Jesse was like, no, no, I'm asking you a question. <laughs> and that dude did it like five or six times. It had me laughing so bad because Jesse was like, no, no, no. And that's a question. The dude, did, he never answered the question. That's he funny, man. Following up the question with a with a, another answer and another question, he would never answer just if it was just funny or whatnot. Yeah. But uh, uh, anything else? You, anybody? Anything else to ch- chat? Want to ask me or whatnot before I get off here? No, no, they're they're fine. <coughs> I hey, well, appreciate well, you, Artie Art. <coughs> Excuse me. Yes, yeah, right, hey, baby, baby, baby. Already, hey, <laughs> hey, baby, baby. And then I'm about to say, uh, tell Nick and uh, Daniel, Jesse, uh, Joel. In the whole cast, man, we still rocking with y'all, and we love you. And uh, we, you know, we definitely still loving Trump or whatnot, man. And we, we still rolling with Trump type, man. And shout out to my number one chat chat room right here, number one chat room. I will catch you later, hey. All right, thank you, Art. Take All care. Right. All right, bud. Yep. Bye. Grape Kool Aid. It adds a it adds something to the flavor profile, says he white to the uh, chili. Never heard of it. Taking care of business, hadn't heard of it either. Well, thank you, guys. Uh, um, I will get to your, more of your Super Chats in a moment, but I have to finally get to this. I have to get to, finally, this Brett Stevens article from 2015. Brett Stevens, famously an anti-Trump rhino, not a Christian. Not Christian, as I recall. Ferguson, Lies and Statistics is the name of his article from 2015, March 9th. Same day as the John R. Lott Jr. article, which is, in my opinion, perhaps a superior article. Because John R. Lott Jr. is a smart man. Here's the story for the media and community in which honest people are afraid to tell the truth. Yeah, good point. This no-snitch culture. Brett Stevens telling the truth on that. Okay, so according to Brett Stevens in this Wall Street Journal article, it's a throwback. And I'm telling you this because... It just shows you that you can't really trust anything, any of these government reports, especially when they're trying to Im- pretend that there's a racism thing, racism problem in America. Give me a break. The Justice Department report demolishes the lie, though, that Mike Brown was shot in the back. I forgot about that. They were trying to say Mike Brown was shot in the back. Along with the lie that he was surrendering to Officer Darren Wilson way back in Ferguson, Missouri, before the Ferguson riots, hands in the air when he was shot. Nope. It confirms that Mike Brown, Michael Brown, physically assaulted the officer, Darren Wilson, who now 
to this day, I think, is in kind of in hiding. Ridiculous. Who had good grounds to fear for his life. To this day! Yeah, he says, you know, I only go around... He basically said he can only go around whites. Because the blacks have a bias against him because they hate whites. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, this confirms that eyewitnesses either lied to investigators or refused to be interviewed out of fear of local vigilantes. Vigilantes meaning the no-snitch culture enforcers. Snitches get stitches, or snitches get thrown into ditches. Witness 109, this is a, cl- a uh, quote, I think, from the Ferguson Report, one of the fir- actually the report that came out the same day as the Ferguson Report. Witness 109 claimed to have witnessed the shooting, stated that it was justified and repeatedly refused to give formal statements to law enforcement for fear of reprisal should the Canfield Drive neighborhood find out that his account corroborated Darren Wilson, the officer, white officer, who said, get the blank out of the street, because he was walking in the middle of the street, trying not to be too imposing on either, on either side. No, no. He was walking around the, down the street acting like he owned the place. Witness 113 gave an account that generally corroborated Darren Wilson, but only after she was confronted with statements she initially made in an effort to avoid neighborhood backlash. She explained to FBI, you've got to live the life to know it, and stated that she feared offering an account contrary to the narrative reported by the media that Brown held his hands up, hands up, don't shoot, was a lie. In surrender. Now there's a story for, now there's a story for the media, writes this Brett Stevens rhino. A community in which honest people, so-called honest, he's calling blacks honest when they're lying. <laughs> honest people can't tell the truth for fear of running afoul of local thugs enforcing the narrative reported by the media. Or is that more of a story about the media, he asks. Yeah, it is. That too. But the blacks are responsible for lying too and enforcing the lie. Let's move to the other Ferguson fable, which is the Justice Department's allegation in an unfortunate second report of systemic racism in the Ferguson Police Department. For a flavor of this claim, it's worth noting an incident recounted in the report. Again, this is Wall Street Journal, Brett Stevens writing back in 2015. In the report in which Ferguson, a Ferguson man was killed after he had an ECW taser deployed against him three times for allegedly running toward an officer swinging his fist. The man had been running naked through the streets and pounding on cars that morning while yelling, I am Jesus. Wow. Crazy. According to the Justice Department, this incident is an example of over-reliance on force when interacting with more vulnerable populations. Talk about mama, right? The report's abuse of statistics meaning the Ferguson report, meaning the DO so-called J, Department of So-Called Justice, abused statistics in order to lie, right? You know, you see, you see that all the time. You saw that with my um, debate with the uh, Hunter Avalone. He, use, he, was using, he was using abused statistics to pretend that racism is real. Uh, Notably, the fact that African Americans are 67% of Ferguson's population but disproportionately arrested for crime. Is this racism? Asks Brett Stevens. The Missouri Statistical Analysis Center notes that in 2012, which was just two years before this 2014 incident, that in 2012, African Americans, meaning blacks, 
about 12% of the state's population, constituted 65% of murder arrests. You guys know the 13% do 52 of the murders? Well, in uh, Missouri, according to the Missouri stats, 12% do 65%. Well, murder arrests, 62% of murder victims. Wow. Isn't that interesting? To suggest the glaring statistical disproportion between relative population size and murder rate is somehow a function of race would be erroneous and offensive, says... (laughs) So says Brett Stevens. (laughs) Yet tarring a police force as racist for similar, for smaller statistical discrepancies is now one of the privileged truths of 21st century America. Well, that's, that last part is sensible. What a mess. Terrible, huh? Anyway. Yeah, R. Galunas says the videotape of Mike Brown at the, uh, He called it a grocery store, but it was more like a a convenience store or something. Proves he was a nasty thug. Yeah, they were trying to say that was doctored. (laughs) He strong-armed that guy, the like the shop owner or something like that, or the clerk, who went around and like confronted him and he just shoved him and threw him against the, uh, like one of the stands, and then walked out with the Swisher Sweets. Did he steal those Swisher Sweets? I don't know. But Darren Wilson got the call about the Swisher Suites, and the police chief or somebody, somebody who gave a, who gave a, a press conference said that he didn't have information on whether he knew about it. And so the media lied, jumped to false conclusions, and said, I remember this happening, something along these lines, jumped to false conclusions about him not knowing about the Swisher Suites when, in fact, he did know about the Swisher Suites, which are, you know, these little cigarillos, right, that blacks use f- to roll blunts, right? Don't they use the... Never mind, I don't want to... I don't want to get into this with the kids present, right? <laughs> uh, but he was carrying a box of cig- cigarillos. Cigarillos? And he noticed that. He's like, hey, wait, come here. He, at first he's like, get out of the street. And he's like, hey, wait, come here a second. And then, uh, punched him in the face. Mike Brown, the big black dude, 18-year-old, punched Darren Wilson in the face. Tried to take his gun. Tried to shoot him with his own gun. Ended up getting himself shot. Started to run away and then turned around and started charging at Darren Wilson like a bull. And, uh, Darren Wilson had to shoot him. (laughs) Uh, Terrible. Speaking of Swisher Sweets, let's talk about the menthols and uh, cigarettes, cigars, flavored cigars. I forgot to tell you about this. It's kind of funny to me. I got this from Hake News on Friday. I mentioned it. <laughs> I'm chuckling because people are laughing that I said uh, blunt. Not good. It's Commie Nonsense Network. CNN reported on Friday. To reduce smoking, the FDA, Food and Drug Administration, proposed a ban on menthol cigarettes and flavored cigars. Activists called it historic for public health. Experts say Tabasco companies will sue to stop this tobacco control. Reminds me of them saying gun control. Through careful consideration of the scientific evidence and our authorities under the Tobacco Control Act... We've determined that these actions are appropriate for the protection 
of the public health, which is a buzzword, right? Usually that has little to do with, I don't know. Anyway, that's what FDA commissioner, Democrat, Dr. Robert Califf said. He's an Obama holdover. This Robert Califf guy. He stepped down under Trump, by the way. He told the Senate subcommittee that the proposed product standards would improve health and reduce mortality of current smokers of menthol cigarettes or flavored cigars. This is another important move forward in the agency's efforts to combat youth tobacco use and promote this. This is a buzzword. This is a kicker. Health equity. What a mess. Health equity. I want to underscore the momentous aspect of this. It will be a game changer, said this female, Erica Sward, S-W-A-R-D. Hang tight, callers, I will get to you. Assistant VP at American Lung Association. The rules will have a tremendous, or a tremendous impact on stopping kids from starting to use tobacco and critically save lives of people, particularly from diverse backgrounds. That's a buzzword for non-whites. Uh, about 18.6 million people smoke menthols in the United States, 36% of all smokers per the FDA. Disproportionately, people of color, so-called, meaning non-whites. <laughs> 30% of white smokers choose menthols, but they are the cigarette of choice of nearly 85% of smokers who are black. Wow. <laughs> about 40% of women smoke menthols compared to 31% of men according to the FDA. So it's a woman's thing, too. Blacks, women, gays. Gays, too. LGBTQ people. Significantly more likely to smoke menthols. It's a gay cigarette. Also known as a... I can't say that word. (laughs) A 2013 study looked at data from Obama CDC's 2009-2010 National Adult Tobacco Survey found that 36% of LGBTQ smokers chose menthols. Huh. Compared with 29.3% of straight smokers. It's not that big of a difference, but I'm okay. Whatever. It's, it's still a gay cigarette. Or is that redundant? Today marks the beginning of the ending of menthol cigarettes. A truly historic moment for public health. There's that word again. For decades, tobacco companies have intentionally pushed menthol cigarettes to hook young people on their deadly products and implemented racist marketing practices. Wow, had you heard that before? To intentionally target black Americans. The resulting health consequences have been devastating, said Dr. Julie Morita, Asian woman. AAPI month lady, happy AAPI heritage. Executive VP at multi-billion dollar health equity group Robert Wood Johnson Foundation related to the Johnson & Johnson thing, uh, company which they're the ones who put out one of the vaccines, so-called vaccines for the China virus. More than half of minors who smoke use menthols, per the CDC. Is this interesting at all, guys? Uh, The majority of adults started with menthols. Studies say kids who smoked menthols were more likely to become regular smokers. Corrupt Democrat HHS, Health and Human Services Secretary Xavier or Javier Becerra, Becerra of California, He called it an important step to health equity, reducing health disparities. After the, listen to this. This is interesting. Interesting to me. Because remember, remember Obama was a smoker? He liked to smoke cigarettes? Mm -hmm. (laughs) The 2009 Tobacco Control Act under Obama the smoker. Did he sign that? Or was it signed just before he took office? 
The law banned flavored cigarettes, hence flavored cigars came to the forefront, maybe. Menthol and kid-friendly fruit punch, strawberry and grape cigars. You guys ever heard of this stuff? Nugget Man says, not really interesting. Okay, let me finish it, though. You're gonna sit, you're gonna grin and bear it, Nugget Man. I'll try to make it interesting. Flavored cigarettes and cigarillos, especially popular among minors, particularly black and Hispanic kids, or teens, twice as likely to smoke them as white classmates. Maybe they should address the parents' issue rather than addressing the symptom. You know, I don't know. The FDA said 74% of teens, 12 to 17, 12 is not teen, said they smoked cigars because of the flavors they enjoyed. In 2020, more young people say they tried a cigar every day than they tried a cigarette. I don't understand that. Maybe that's because of the shutdowns, though. Some activists, here's the other side. Not really the other side. It's the same side, but same side are against each other. The black so-called Reverend Al Sharpton and the evil BLM spinoff Mothers of the Movement warned the, (laughs) this is funny, to me, that a ban on menthols could cause more violent encounters with police as they enforce the rule. Ha! Sharpton gets money from Reynolds American, a tobacco company. But this is not about money, Sharpton says. Yeah. But that's, isn't that funny? And it reminds me of that guy, that other gentle giant who got himself killed. Just a side note, guys, please bear with me. Over in New York City, I think it was, Eric Garner. Really fat guy who could barely walk a block without having to stop to catch his breath. A father who would sell Lucy cigarettes because over in New York City, they tax the heck out of cigarettes. And so, you know, it's profitable for criminals to sell loose cigarettes. I call them criminals, but this is criminals with an asterisk. But it is still criminals, still breaking the law. They sell Lucy cigarettes. And so what do the cops have to do? Enforce the politicians' sort of silly law. You're selling Lucy cigarettes outside. You're undercutting the uh, business of the legitimate businesses who are paying the taxes. Uh, (laughs) What do you mean, you nice but Lord Grimm? You nice but... (laughs) Anyway, uh, he's all, this ends today. Well, the, Demo- the Democrats, the Democrats are imposing these taxes on cigarettes, so they're selling Lucy cigarettes. That caused Eric Garner to have this conflict with police. In a manner of speaking, right? So blame the Democrats for Eric Garner having that run-in with the cops, where he's all, this ends today, and he resisted arrest, he got that... He got that seatbelt maneuver by the officer who was fired by the lynch mob, Black Lives Matter lynch mob, because the socialist mayor kissed up to them years later. Officer Daniel Pantaleo, I think is his name. Pantaleo. He did a seatbelt maneuver and they called it a chokehold. And they blamed him for Eric Garner being fat, out of shape, and resisting arrest and getting himself taken down. He's all, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. And he died. Well, rest in peace, Eric Garner, but the last person these people need to be blaming is uh, the officer who's enforcing basic laws. Um, By the way, Eric Garner's daughter died at a young age, like 40-something. 
The corrupt Congressional Black Caucus and the corrupt NAACP, which is worse than the KKK, both of them are worse than the KKK. What is even the KKK? Give me a break. Remember that black lady yelling at me over the KKK? Uh, That was a good call. Lord Bibby42 made a funny video based on that. They're for this ban. They're not with Al Sharpton and mothers of the Black Lives Matter movement. An AACP statement said, huge win for equity, justice, and public health concerns. Shut up. There's a comment period, May 4th through July 5th. May 4th through July 5th. So if you want your flavored cigarettes and cigars and you want your menthols, not that I endorse that stuff, go make your comments to the FDA holding a public listening sessions June 13th and 15th. And a comment period, May 4th through July 5th. FYI, <laughs> I saw this uh, real quick, real quick, and then I will get to my favorite caller. Um, Big Bump states, I was behind someone, Black, Saturday, asking for a grape swisher. He looked like he, uh, looked like he was in his late 50s. <laughs> Terrible, huh? But Black and Hispanic kids, twice as likely to smoke as their white classmates. Are they even classmates anymore? Do they, are they dropouts? Anyway. Let me get to my favorite caller, Mays in Dayton, Ohio. Mays, thank you for calling. How are you? Hello, James. How are you today? I'm doing fine. Why are people complaining about when they, if you land and somebody correct you, you just should be happy that somebody did. Who are you talking, what people are you talking about who lied and... William, William lied? Yes, I said when I was discussing Ben Carson, how did he know I don't know him Well, in the first place? You know Ben Carson? I, I have an autographed copy of the book that he did. And then I got a... Gifted Hands? And, let me finish. Is I that Gifted Hands? I got a picture with Liz and Dick Cheney. Oh, no. See, I don't go around looking for people. And then, how many chimpanzee women do you know walking around here? <laughs> and he don't know the difference between an animal and a human being. He, he knows the on. difference. He knows no, the he difference. Don't. If he did, he wouldn't be calling people chimpanzees and all these Why things. Why not? He'd call them by their women and their women. And guess what, James? See, I had I tell you, I got a lot of nephews. So I had to teach my biracial nephews to cook because they're single. Okay. So they they be going to the restaurant and wouldn't know how to eat. So I had to teach them all how to cook. Nice. Single men need to know how to cook so they won't have to be looking for a woman to cook for them. Okay. If they're not married. Because, you know, you hear that line, women should be cooking and cleaning. They should know how to clean. They should know how to cook for themselves so they can always eat. Don't they? Shouldn't they? Or do you know how to cook? I don't, I don't really know how to cook, but I, ma- I make it work for me because I just buy stuff at the grocery store. Oh, Nick know how to cook. Yeah, Nick does. So he y'all really does. Loving and he can feed himself. Right. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's what a single but man look at Nick. how to do. All those things, <laughs> all those things that a woman should know how to do. Clean and cook. A man should know how to do it too because if he's single, who's gonna do it for him? Burger King. Really? Burger no, King I'm, I'm kidding. I'm totally to kidding. I disavow Burger King. Do not go to Burger King. But what I just I like their I just like their crowns. <laughs> so you tell William to learn uh, the difference between an animal and a human being. Women are humans. Animals are not. I know he loves animals, but uh, he's confused. So I corrected him again if he don't like it. Too bad. I do not care. I'm not for him to like me. 
But when he's speaking and running his trap, <laughs> I have to correct him. So you have a good one. You know what? Hold on. Maze, what? I got a request. Your girlfriend gave a gave a request. Can I have a three-hour hake report with extra maze? Hold the bobby, please. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> oh, I learned nothing from him. I learned when he said uh, calling uh, 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 human animals. I didn't learn it. You say you got kids listening, so they don't need to be learning that uh, women are supposed to be chimpanzees. They should be women. Get that in your head, William. Uh, typical typical woman trying to police a man's language. Everybody knows that you know, women are not. Have the brain when they don't use what's behind the eyes, you have to help them sometimes. Maze, maze. Everybody knows that women are not chimpanzees. He was calling her a metaphorical chimpanzee because he was acting. If he had any, if he had any sense, he was taught by somebody, a mother. Or well, father, maybe she shouldn't act. Women maybe she that. shouldn't act like an animal. Well, whatever. I don't know. I don't know no women act like no animals. Oh, I don't yeah, know you me do. Act like animals either. Women can and act a little out of control. They can act a little erratic. But that's what you think or in your a lot mind. Erratic. It's what you think in your mind. We'll leave it with you, but somebody can correct you to let you know that they don't, and they're not animals. Even though it's on the books that, 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 that some humans are supposed to be animals, but they're not. Thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you, Mace. So get that straight when he opens his mouth. When he's speaking women, just speak women and not. Chimpanzees, unless you go to the zoo and talk to some of them. All right. So you have a good one. You too, Maze. Well, yeah. Nice to hear from you. Have a good day. All right. <laughs> Bye. What a nice lady, right? She means well. Let me get to Justin, a first time, not a first time caller. Justin, a multi time caller out of Fullerton, California. Justin, what's up? Hey, good morning. Uh, just wanted to. Check in and see if you heard anything about the new disinformation governance board that's been created. Uh, I have not. I, I have not talked about it. I have not read much about it, but I have heard just a little bit, little snippets here and there of this female who's like in charge of this something. Disin, is that what it's called? A disinformation governance board? Is that out of the Biden administration? Yes. I saw some headlines that this lady according to, like, Daily Caller, spread disinformation. And uh, I saw a little report on it in the Epic Times, too. Disinformation, yeah, please. Epoch Times is great. Say again? It's, yeah. Yeah, Epoch Times, I, I recently uh, subscribed to that. That's, that's a great source of information. Uh, I like InfoWars. But, um, yeah, I, I found this from Getter. And when I was on Getter, I was researching it uh, since yesterday, and it seems as if uh, the ministry of truth from, like, 1984 is subtly or I don't know what You're talking about the the novel, the book, 1984. Yeah, by Mr. George Orwell. It's a a great read. Um, But it's it's not too conspiratorial. It's actually kind of just like a fictional tale of what could be. And uh, it just seems odd that, yeah, like the, the, the woman you mentioned who's very popular on TikTok, uh, is now going to be like uh, a ministry of disinformation or whatever, trying to tell us what's real and what's not real. So, like Alex Jones always said, it is a war for your mind. And there's a lot of those uh, opinions out there, but facts are facts. They're, they're definitely getting us towards uh, censorship and mind control. And I, I do, like I said, like uh, Elon Musk for some things, but 
uh, he's always said in, in, in the future, he'd like to put in our brains a neural link where there's little wires. You know, it just, it just seems oddly like the Antichrist and a lot of uh, thoughts that are out there in the consciousness that, that I've been coming across online and just talking to people is that there is of uh, some, some proportion a reality uh, closer and closer to, to having our, our minds controlled. Interesting, man. You keep on mentioning my competitor, Alex Jones. I'm not sure I appreciate that. But thank you, man. Okay. Interesting input. Well, Paul Joseph. Paul Joseph <laughs> Don't Watson mention also Paul Joseph Watson. What the heck? He went from bad to worse. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like Alex Jones. Yeah. I appreciate him. And PJW, okay. since you mentioned him, very, yeah. very uh, presumptuously, but he, uh, he put in a, he black. Um, JLP drop in his one of his recent videos. That's nice. Anyway. Oh, he did. Oh, well. Okay. The guy from the UK, yeah, Paul Joseph Watson is uh, definitely one of the uh, journalists that I've listened to for many years. He probably says some outlandish things. So does Alex Jones. But so do you, honestly, man. Yeah. <laughs> what? I said so do you, honestly, man. Not to be, uh, you know, too far from the truth. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I can be that way sometimes, too. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. You're right. Um, it's out of control. They, These people are the biggest liars, and they want to pretend that they're fighting against disinformation. Please, give me a break. Same thing with the mainstream, yeah. well, both the mainstream media and the social media establishment. They push the lie of Black Lives Matter. Total lies. Yeah. Terrible lies. Yeah. And uh, the Me Too movement. Terrible lies. Well, black lives, black lives do matter. No, duh. A, a lot of lives matter, but t- talking about one over another is racist. <laughs> All right. Well, I appreciate it, Justin. Nice to hear from you, man. All right, nice to hear from you. Okay, you, you cut out there, buddy. But thank you. Um, Super Chats. <laughs> so based. <laughs> yeah. Uh, John WX25. Over there on streamlabs.com slash the hate report. There is truth to the saying, truth hurts. Just listen to the excuses made for bad behavior as well as the ungrateful ones that show no gratitude for the sacrifice made by their ancestors for them to have the great opportunities of this great country. Yeah. Fair enough. John WX25, who also says, Uncle and Aunt Jemima are turning over in their graves. I picked cotton and took beatings. For you to act this way. Yep. <laughs> so base. BLM isn't actually helping black people. Um, WWB Advocate. Yeah, and that's why it's bad. <laughs> WWB Advocate over there on Odyssey. O-D-Y-S-E-E dot com slash at the hate report. At sign. Companies with a monopoly on tobacco are worse than natural tobacco. Natural tobacco doesn't have video active chemicals in it. Say what you want about regular tobacco, but it's not comparable to the tobacco that's legal. Legal tobacco is way worse. Hmm. Radioactive, not videoactive. Radioactive. Wow. Radioactive chemicals, not videoactive chemicals. I wonder how that, ty- how that autocorrect happened. Thank you, WWB... Advocate who also says Burger King? More like Burger Woman. Yeah, I remember Burger King was promoting the LGBTIQ agenda. Just like every other trash fast food joint. Uh, Taco Bell even. 
the great Taco Bell, maybe even Del Taco and McDonald's, they supported the illegal invasion, illegal immigration. They're not for what's best for the country and what's right. No. Shameful. Let me tell you now, in the last four minutes here, it's... I saw this on Monday night post on Twitter who followed me recently. He said, not my kids, in a response to a tweet from Libs of, Tif- uh, Libs of TikTok, which is a Jewish woman who tweets out stuff exposing how pe- the Libs are out of control. Middle school in New York City, homeschool your kids. And I saw this picture that she shared from Instagram from June 23rd, 2021, a year ago. Archived uh, April 5th, 2022. The Gateway School. The Gateway School is a K-8, K through eight, kindergarten through 8th grade, independent day school in New York City that transforms the lives of bright students with language-based learning disabilities and attention deficits. And the Gateway School tweeted this photograph of a little girl, 12 years old. Some girls, some girls at 12 are littler than others, and this was a little girl. little white girl, maybe a little Jewish girl. At the beginning of the month, this, this uh, the Gateway School posted on IG, 7th graders presented their individual end-of-year research projects for integrated research. And I have this, uh, let's see, Teach the Children Gateway School. Okay, so I have this photograph posted on their IG proudly. Seventh graders pretended their, presented their individual end-of-year research projects for integrated research. In In honor of June being Pride Month, this little white or Jewish girl, Beatrice, focused on the history of pride and the so-called civil rights movement of the LGBTQIA+ so-called community. This is a kindergarten through eighth grade, elementary school, elementary and junior high, or they call it middle school. Here she is explaining the meaning of the different, the meaning behind the different pride flags. Well done, well done, Beatrice. Hashtag pride, hashtag middle school. And it says beyond the rainbow, your ultimate guide to pride flags. From this little schoolgirl, teacher's pet schoolgirl. Um... The pride flag that started it all, the six-color pride flag, the Philadelphia pride flag has black and brown, because blacks and Hispanics, the transgender flag, the non-binary pride flag, the intersex flag, that's the hermaphrodites, the flag of the asexual community, the bisexual pride flag, the pansexual flag, the flag for the lesbian community, the gay men pride flag, the modern pride flag. And this, woman, this little girl thinks that that's legitimate school presentation. And so apparently does this so-called gateway school. And it's so funny because I, look, oh, I looked into this school and they have ridiculous things. Maybe I'll share with you the stuff that they're promoting tomorrow. But, uh... They were referencing standing up against hate. They have links to the ADL, the Anti-White Defamation League. And uh, all kinds of mess. All kinds of propaganda. And it's a private school, like $70,000 a year tuition. You know, those 
New Yorkers, not Christians, probably. Anyway, guys, this has been the Hake Report. Uh, hope you enjoyed it. We will be back tomorrow, hopefully. And uh, with more frog eyes, I'm so excited. <laughs> anyway, guys, thank you and take care. Have a nice day. 